0: I just came by to stir your soul up a bit. This is the Perfectly Imperfect podcast with Regina and Christine, where we share our stories as women openly and honestly.
1: We believe it's through our journeys, our happy and sad times that connect us as sisters because we're all perfectly imperfect.
0: Give Welcome back to another episode of Perfectly Imperfect. I'm Regina. And I am Christine. I am Christine.
1: (laughs) I am Christine my goal this episode is to annoy you as much as possible
0: because it's just us two. Oh my god you don't even need to try you're already doing it <laughs> the past couple of weeks have been pretty eventful for the both of us christine was in new york last Ooh, week I, all of last week it was so amazing it was really nice
1: to be able to see the city through your eyes and see oh so this is what you do this is where regina gets her pizza this is where regina mm-hmm. has her favorite milk tea
0: we drink so much milk tea and and this is what it's like to spend an entire day in Regina's apartment and just order postmates. <laughs> That was, like, one of the best days. We just had everything
1: delivered. And it was incredible. And, you know, we got to catch up with Ted and Katie. Well, one night with Regina, the first time we got there was, like, till 4 in the morning. We were talking till 4 or 5 in the morning. And then with Ted and Katie, we were talking till 9 a.m. in the morning. Like we literally saw the sun come up. They beat me. Yeah. It was, like, such a great conversation, unlike ours. <laughs> Even greater news... I got a new job! congratulations!
0: Thank you. And a job that I
1: think is—it's your next chapter. It is just such a no-brainer, and I'm
0: so happy for you. But yes, tell everyone. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. So I mentioned that I used to work at CBS Radio for their podcast network. It was a great learning experience. I got to see what corporate was like, and then now I wanted to transition into something that was a little more along the lines of like what I was passionate about. It's a digital online, like, female empowerment community website. They create a lot of content around the mantra of women inspiring women. And I think that, you know, with just the work that we've been doing with this podcast and what I envision myself doing... In the upcoming years, I just felt like this was a very good next step. And I'm really excited. Like, I can't wait to hear all the stories and
1: all the things that you're gonna do. And uh, I feel like I'm living through
0: you. <laughs> I like text Christine photos all the time. I'm like, like yesterday, Gloria Steinem came into our office and it was just, it was incredible. And so I'm really excited to see where this takes me next and kind of leaving it up to the universe and being like, you know what? This feels right. I think that this is one of the first times in my life where I was like, this actually feels right. Like, this feels like the good next step. Feels like I'm finally on the right path. And I feel like I haven't felt that ever.
1: (laughs) Oh my god, that's so exciting. Yeah. So proud of you. Yay. Thank you. Yay, yay, yay. So I think that's the perfect transition to go into our topic today. Being single. Dun, dun, dun. It seems like you can have all the pieces of your life that is working towards your dreams, but then the relationship part, Mm -hmm. right? That part always sneaks in in ways where even if you are in a relationship, that's why there's that quote of, Can you Mm -hmm. have it all? The reason why we're doing this topic is because this has been on Regina's mind and I thought she had really, really good, valid points about it. And I think is coming at a very interesting time in your life because of your age and also you just got a new job. So it's like a pivotal
0: point in your life. Yeah. So the way that this topic came up was because I had like a mini meltdown last week. I think it just started occurring to me that, you know, my friends, they're going to start getting engaged soon. And with that comes marriage, then kids and like that just started building up in my brain. I've actually never had a serious relationship. I've dated around here and there, but never had something last longer than three months. I always attributed that to the fact that I was really focused on my career. So, you know, last week was my first week on the new job. I was feeling good. Christine and Jack were here. We recorded episodes in New York. Like I was feeling really good about myself. And then all of a sudden it just like came. Sometimes it doesn't even require a trigger. Sometimes it's just like, you just, start thinking about it. This whole concept of being single. And my perspective of it is I've never been in a serious relationship, but I do want to get married and have kids one day. Like that's always something that I've envisioned. Christina and I have talked about this a lot, especially hearing her perspective on it. I think that really challenged me to really reevaluate. like what are my values? What are things that I love? You know, what are things that I want and hope to do in life? I did the whole online dating thing and like it was always on and off, on and off. I just felt like it wasn't for me. It took me a really long time to come to the conclusion of like why I was doing it in the first place. But we'll dive into the nitty gritty details of it later in this episode.
1: Yeah, the point of this conversation really is to address the stigma around being single. And this is by no means our way of saying people who are in a relationship, I'm in a relationship, you know, or people who want to be in a relationship, like that's a wrong choice. It really is just bringing the perspective of being single, which is usually so one-sided in that, oh yeah, you should be with someone, you should want to get married. But then, you know, we want to encourage people who are single or thinking about wanting to be single. Don't be scared. Don't be scared about it. Like I always encourage it. And the stigma of if you're single, that's because, oh, you must be lonely. You must be immature. You haven't met the right person yet. Oh, you're so sad. You're going to be the sad single cat lady. And then you're incomplete. And you know, all the like, oh, you're undesirable. No one wants you. And that's totally not the case. I can see why people want to stay away from being single or they don't want to be the only friend in the group that's single. We want to bring our experiences to why, like, I love being single, as Jack is listening to this. (laughs) He's like, what? (laughs) I believe it's really vital, especially in your 20s, to have a good period of time where you are single so you can focus on yourself selfishly. But I know I said that in past episodes, we'll dive into why and, you know, our own experiences of love and dating and how we felt being single. Because when I was in my early 20s, I also felt embarrassed
0: to be single. Is that how you feel? i feel like it comes in waves like sometimes i'm like very okay with it and sometimes i'm like very not you always look to things that you don't have so my friend group there's like six of us and we're split into threes literally half of us have been in relationships like over five six years and then the other half is just like very single and i think that it's like really starting to set in like oh shit uh this entire time that I've been focusing on me and focusing on my career and doing my own thing. Like they've been building on this relationship with someone that they could potentially be with for the rest of their lives. When I compare myself to other people, I think that's when my insecurity set in where it's like, why don't boys like me? Am I not pretty enough? Am I not good enough? And then like as a woman too, it's like, am I not successful enough? Am I too successful? Does that make me intimidating? You know, all these things that just lead you to this downward spiral. And you know, I grew up dreaming of having a family and kids. And so now that I'm hitting my later twenties and I'm not in this relationship, it's like, oh my gosh, do I have to either start finding someone to quote unquote settle down for or Am I just going to like start preparing for crazy cat lady life? And I think that up until this point, everybody had like years that they were supposed to do things, right? We all go to prom at the same time. We all graduated from high school. We started, you know, new jobs. Now that I'm in my mid-20s, this is really the time that things are starting to separate. And so this divide has started to create a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. and Some days I'll feel really good about it myself and be like, yeah, I'm single. I can do whatever I want. And then other days I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to end up alone forever. This is like the pivotal point, as Christine was saying earlier, where... We're now forging our own paths. When you do compare, you'll realize how drastically different things are, and I think that that's where the insecurities and in all of that manifest.
1: Yeah, because I think there's that basic narrative, especially with women more, that if you're single, it's a very sad thing, mm-hmm. and we grow up thinking that because we watch movies that's about oh finding your happily ever after, your prince charming, etc. Right, and selling your life you're complete. You're complete now. So therefore, mm-hmm. suggesting yeah. that if you're not with someone, you're incomplete. So based off of that, I think it's a big mental struggle growing into womanhood to not buy into that because a lot of people that I know and grew up with still have that mentality. And I'll be the first one to admit, I've been in a relationship since I was 15. Wow. (laughs) My first boyfriend was in high school and I jumped from relationship to relationship. And I have to say during that time, it was ingrained in my head that if I wasn't with someone, if someone didn't want to be with me, then I was worthless. I was defined by who was chasing me and how much he loved me and how much he can prove that he loved me. And so I always made it a point to test them how much they loved me.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. This sounds like such a Christine thing to do, right? Yeah. Because
1: I grew up not seeing my own worth. So I had to combat that by having somebody else tell me how much I'm worth. So it's like, if he would go to the depths of the earth to like prove that he loves me, then I'm worth something. Then I myself think that I'm special. And so then
0: that totally relied on me being mm. with someone and being of someone who people admired. Mm. I was going to say that's a really interesting point too. Like I think that that's also something that has affected me when I did have a crush on someone or if I did like a guy, I was like afraid to tell my friends in case they didn't think that he was like cool enough or whatever. Yeah, I was afraid of judgment from my friends when it's like it doesn't matter. But it is something that like ran through my head.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think there's that prestige to dating someone that will elevate your status. Like it's a very like, I don't want to say school girl, but very young mentality. It's like, because why else would we want our prince charming? and not a peasant charming. (laughs) (laughs) It's ingrained in us to find someone of status. So then people see you and you're like, oh, "Oh, they're jealous or I don't know, they envy you. And then that somehow guarantees you a better life, a better chance of being happier.
0: Even now, like I feel like when my friends start dating someone, I'm guilty of this first question I'll ask, where do they work? Where did they go to school? Mm. Where are they from? You know, like trying to dig into what they're about. Yeah, like their background
1: and kind of like their 411s. As I continued dating, I realized that I was repeating the same patterns where I was coming out more unhappy than I was happy in a relationship. And I talked to a lot of people about their woes in a relationship. And a lot of times it's always like the same thing. They're like, why do I keep picking guys like this? Why do I always end up with girls who cheat on me or et cetera, right? And I never resolved whatever baggage I had from the previous relationship. And I would jump right into the next one. Like whatever was quickest and most available because I didn't want to be lonely. I didn't want to be sad. So the quickest way to get over someone is to jump into somebody else. It was like rebound to rebound to rebound. And you know, when
0: you rebound you tend to settle. (laughs) It's like, what's next door? Or like, what's the next best thing that's been waiting? Exactly.
1: Just so you don't have to wallow in the pain or deal with whatever happened in the last relationship or face the uncomfortable truths about yourself. So that was the majority of my 20s. And until I got to my mid 20s. Yeah, kind of where the same age that you're at. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that we both got to this point through total opposite means where you've been single mm-hmm. and I've dated so many different types of guys and been in so many different types of relationships that I just got to a point where I was like, I do not want this. The whole point of being in a relationship is to be happy. And I'm coming out of it, even if I don't invest myself in these guys I'm settling with, ugh, it's still such an emotional burden that. I wanted it to stop. Mm. It wasn't even like, I'm going to be single for six years. (laughs) It was like, just get away from me. Everyone get away from me. (laughs) And (laughs) let me process and see what is the answer I'm searching for? What is it that I think
0: these guys can give me that they're not? It was really interesting because our friendship began at the tail end of that. And I remember you telling me about that. And you're like, oh yeah, I've chosen to be single for the past six years. And I remember thinking, what? Why would you choose to be single? I do remember that very significantly. I think that was very eye-opening for me because I think that I just always looked at it as like, I'm so undesirable. There must be something wrong with me. But to hear it coming from someone older who's been through a lot more, I think that that really opened up my perspective. And even now it's like, I had to explain
1: myself a lot as to why I didn't want to be in a relationship. I knew that, and not to sound arrogant or anything, but I knew if I wanted to get into a crappy relationship, I could, because that was my pattern before. Mm. And I was actually in the field that I thought I would probably find someone I'm most compatible with, because... I wanted to be with someone who was artsy. I just thought that, oh, you know, I want to be with someone who's as passionate about something that I am. Mm-hmm.
0: And, ugh, ugh. <laughs> girl, guys <preach>. in inter- <laughs> oh
1: my God, guys in entertainment or who are in the arts. Okay, I don't want to like blanket statement it, but there's a lot of them that are just, their egos are so inflated. You walk into a room and it's suffocating being around them. You're just like, ugh. Oh, stop talking about yourself. Yeah. (laughs) So during that period of time, I I got a lot of comments of like, your standards are too high. You shouldn't be so harsh. And it's kind of as if everyone's like, oh, you're putting yourself on a pedestal when like, why are you doing? And I'm like, well, excuse you (laughs) for (laughs) saying, first of all, and I felt like I shouldn't have to explain myself to people because how are you going to tell me that being with somebody is going to lead to a happier life? You don't think I know myself better? That's the narrative that I have an issue with where there's just this unspoken truth that everyone buys into that if you are married or if you're in a relationship then automatically you will be happier than if you're single. Mm -hmm. Like your life is complete. Yes!
0: You got all the puzzle
1: pieces I'm done. Right? And anybody who doesn't want that or who's not a part of that system, it's a lot of pity and it's a lot of... Oh, you're single. Yeah! And it's
0: like, oh, but you know, you would make such a good girlfriend you would make blah blah blah. And it's like, those are all compliments. It's like, I know I would I'd be a (laughs) kick-ass girlfriend. But what kind of person do I want to be? See that's where
1: I feel like it's coming from a very and, and, and I don't at all want this to come off as in like people who are in relationships or in marriages, they don't know what they're talking about. I'm definitely not saying that their choices don't lead to happiness for them, but I also don't think that it's a blankest statement or one size fits all for everyone. I say that because it's like, you don't know how people are in relationships. You can see someone and be like, oh, you're such a good person, but that doesn't mean that they'll be great in a relationship. And that's what I realized within myself. I had so many insecurities that even if I met the right and perfect guy, I would mess it up because I couldn't accept that in myself. I guess like I said this in past episodes where when Jack will say that I'm beautiful, it's hard for me to accept it. But what girl doesn't want their boyfriend to say that they're beautiful? It's stuff like that where little things... That has nothing to do with the other person can really fracture your relationship. Like, I've been that person too, where, you know, I'm so insecure that this guy isn't prioritizing me, or I'm not that important, or I'm not that special. So, if he goes out with his friends, it becomes a fight. It becomes like, wait, so so you rather just go out? Like, I fight about nothing because it's just my insecurities projecting on him. So these were things that because I was single and was forced to be in my own thoughts, I was forced to do things on my own and not only just like face uncomfortable truths, but also learn to love being with myself. Because I think when you're in a relationship, you don't have to think about that. You're thinking about the other person too, right? You're like, oh, let's go watch a movie together. I want to do this. I want to try this new restaurant. Let's go do that. So you're never really by yourself a lot because you're always considering what am I going to be doing with this person Mm -hmm. but when you choose to be single and you're like I'm just gonna sit here and read for however long because I don't have to think about you know when is my boyfriend coming back and we have to go get dinner together it's just like little things like that that you wouldn't think makes a big deal into getting to know yourself it makes a huge difference in the long run like when I talk to people about being single a lot of the response is like no I'm I love myself. I'm totally complete by myself. But those are the people, those are the people that
0: they turn around and they're just swiping.
1: Yeah. (laughs) They're the ones that are always in relationships. And Mm. the thing is like, I know that because I was that person. Mm -hmm. I'm also not the person to be like, well, okay, because I've been through that, you guys should do this. I mean, it's along the same lines as people saying, oh, you should get married or you should be in a relationship. This is my truth. So of course I feel like, you know, it worked for me. Therefore I want to share that with other people. But I really do think that in your 20s, it's such a good thing to allow a couple years to get to know yourself because you have no other real obligations to somebody else. You can, quote unquote, be selfish and not apologize for mm-hmm. it. And I think that's exactly what you're doing now. But I totally understand how when I was single for six years, there were definitely moments of loneliness. That's mm-hmm. that's truth. So I, I, I get where you're coming from.
0: Yeah, and I kind of want to start pivoting it more towards the positive side of being single, kind of like how you've been leading into it. One of my friends who was one of the serial daters who had been in a relationship since like beginning of college, she turned and looked at me and she was like, you know, one of the things that I've always been very envious of you of is the fact that you've never been in a serious relationship, which means that you've never been like significantly influenced by this one other person. And you had to make decisions based on this other person. Mm. And I think that that was very eye-opening for me because I grew up like so insanely insecure like I had so many things that I wasn't comfortable with myself about that still hold true today but one of the things that I have been able to do that I am very proud of is the fact that I've been able to make decisions for myself by myself yes that freedom yeah like Christine and I were saying too like even when I moved to New York right I just literally finished my master's and was like I think I want to move to New York. And then I did like I didn't have to think about, oh, but my significant other's here. He wants to do this and the industry isn't good in New York or whatever. It was literally just like, "Mm, I want to do this. I'm going to do it. And I am very thankful for that because I think that I was really able to understand my likes and dislikes, my needs and wants, what I hope for, what I dream about, like what kind of people and conversations I enjoy having. I think that a lot of those things I took for granted, really.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, you're investing in yourself, you're giving yourself the attention and focus completely that you need in your 20s to make mistakes, to push your limits. Because a lot of times in a relationship, it tends to be comfortable. Mm. But it's like when you're single, and especially in your 20s, when there's like, I feel like the most change happens. The path of discovery is the most rewarding. It's so important to start building that confidence in yourself that it's beyond
0: another human being, like a significant other. Like a confidence in yourself. Yeah, yeah that self-reliance. I have friends who say they've been single for a while now, but not without a guy texting them. Like never really fully, I'm single, it's a Friday night, I'm home by myself with Netflix, no one texting me, I don't have plans to see someone else later that night, and like when I see those friends, it makes me really sad. Because obviously from my perspective, I see them as these like strong, great women who don't need to worry about whether a guy is going to or not approve of them. Mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. that so many people put so much significance towards like how many people are attracted to them at that moment or how much is that person attracted to you? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you lose sight of yourself. Yeah, You just are counting playing cards essentially of guys, girls, whoever you're into lining up. Trying to build up your self worth. Because you're like, oh, I'm desired.
1: But I think what often happens, and this is what I mistakenly did as well, is that people often confuse the fear of something for love. So, you know, the fear of losing someone, the fear of being lonely, the fear of not being enough. I think a lot of people become confused as to why they're in a relationship or why they need someone there. It's not really because you like this person or because this person's really that compatible with you, it's because You're scared of being alone.
0: Mm -hmm. And you've gotten used to having them around.
1: And then after a while, you might confuse that with, oh, is this love? is this the person I want to take the next step with because I've been with this person for so long and you're comfortable. But when you actually look at it for what it is, this person is not at all right for you. Mm -hmm. And that's what I realized before I was single for six years. One of my biggest takeaways is like work on making yourself the kind of person you'd want to date. It's not with the mindset of like, Oh, this is how I'm going to land myself a significant other. No, whatever you're looking for in someone, that's how you feel incomplete. It's a really good way to self reflect and be like, okay, so I don't like going to the movies by myself. I feel like it's a sad thing. Then you should really challenge yourself to go to the movies by yourself. And you're Mm -hmm. actually going to see that it's really quite enjoyable because you're just immersed in it. At least it was for me.
0: It was totally a liberating experience. I mean, Christine is actually the one who suggested that I try that. I think one time I was complaining to her, like, I really want to watch this movie, but no one's schedule is clear. And she's like, why don't you just go by yourself? And, And We look at movies as an experience that we want to share with people, but sometimes it's really nice to just like go watch a movie by yourself. If you want to go watch this movie, you should go and watch it. I am quite proud to say that I've been able to live a life as true to myself as possible without the influence of other people. But I think that one of the things, too, that I'm still learning to do is, oh, I should go do things that I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. That's a scary thing, right? Like if I see an art gallery and I'm like, I really want to go to that art gallery, but I feel like I need to go with someone. It's like, no, I think that, you know, being single, you should have that freedom to be like, hey, if you want to try rock climbing or aerial yoga or something, but never took that extra step because you're always waiting for companionship or waiting for someone to go with you, this would. Be the time to go and do whatever you want.
1: No, absolutely. You really should think about it in a way of how do you want to improve yourself? How do you want to become a better person? We bring it back to this a lot. It is taking a risk, it is trying things that you would be too scared of. To be honest, when I was single, I got into the entertainment Asian American community because during that time, I went out to those events by myself. I went out to a lot of concerts or gatherings or events just because nobody else wanted to go with me. And I actually got the space and the time to talk to people at the event because I didn't have to worry about babysitting a friend or feeling
0: bad about dragging someone there with you.
1: Right. Or, you know, when you go somewhere w- with
0: someone, you tend to stay together. And I think that one of the things that I realized, too, now that I'm older, it's that you don't realize how many things that you get dragged to, too, that you don't want to go to. Mm-hmm. And so it's so easy to fall into peer pressure and societal norms of what you're supposed to do. And that's something that you should really challenge yourself with when you're single, the freedom to do and be whoever you want.
1: Yeah. And really to accept yourself for it. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when you're caught up in the noise of things, you don't have time or you don't feel the need to ask yourself, do I even really like this person? Do I even like doing this? But then when you are by yourself, you can decide to stop doing that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) For me before it was like, and I still sometimes still do this. I'll go to the library. Yeah. (laughs) And people are like, that's such a weird thing no. like to be there. I'm like, no, I like being around books and I like not worrying about the time
0: yeah. and doing that by myself. Yeah. I like to go to coffee shops by myself where it's like, mm. I like to be surrounded by people, but not have to talk to anyone. <laughs> like I like the feeling and the atmosphere of being around people, but sometimes it's like exhausting to talk to people all the time. You'd be surprised. Like, I think that there's something very refreshing about being in a coffee shop on a Saturday afternoon. Sometimes I'll go to a coffee shop and edit and then you'll go there and you'll find all these other people doing work you know writing essays probably for class or something and then I'll see other people working on projects that they're passionate about it's really it's a cool space to be in and I don't think that I would have discovered that or seen that if I hadn't just chosen a random coffee shop in Tribeca and sat there for like four hours
1: and that's where you're gonna see you're putting yourself in situations that if you were to meet someone that would be more in line with what you're interested in mm-hmm. because that's what you're doing. Cause I remember going out to clubs. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, and I mean, sure, there's something that's fun about it when you're with your girls and I'm just gonna dance. But then honestly looking back now, it got to a certain point where I'm like, ew. I I don't know, for me
0: it became like ew, like sweaty. Oh my God. I, I went to a club like a couple weeks ago And I was like, this is horrible. (laughs) And I was like, the music is so loud and like guys are just so creepy. Yeah, because honestly,
1: okay, if you're there to have fun, that's great. I think, yes, do you, right? But if you're there looking for love, I feel like, oh God, that's the worst place to look. I mean, I get it all the time where people are like, oh, I know so-and-so who fell in love and got married from someone that they met at a club. Exception, guys. That's the exception. (laughs) That's not the way that I see myself. Self, getting to know someone like you know it's like the music is loud <laughs> i feel like it makes
0: us sound super prudish <laughs> that's just not our vibe to me
1: the less you think about it the less of a priority it becomes we grew up thinking like oh my god finding someone should be one of the main priorities that's the goal But then I feel like when you do look for it and you're concentrating so much on it, you actually lose the sense of purpose of why you're looking for someone in the first place. Mm -hmm,
0: And I mm -hmm. believe
1: now that I see the difference in dating people because I didn't want to be lonely to now dating someone that I actually see myself being with for a really, really long time, being single made that difference. Being with someone does not complete me. I know who I am. So therefore, when I'm in a relationship with Jack, I'm able to being patient, trying to understand more, being on the same team. It all comes with that because I'm working on who I really am and accepting me and my insecurities. And I met him because I wasn't looking for someone. The best way to find someone is to invest in yourself and build that self-confidence. So when you do meet the right person you will not squander it. You will see it for what it is.
0: Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something that I'm still learning. I do believe that if it's meant to happen, like it will happen in time. As I'm single now, do I have those worries of like, what if I end up alone for the rest of my life? Of course I do. But just because I have those Beliefs, I shouldn't downplay myself and who I am. I've been in New York for a while now. I just got a job in something that I'm super passionate about. Like, I have a lot that I'm proud of, yeah. and I shouldn't let this idea of being single be like that one crushing factor and that missing piece to like why i'm not a successful woman in her 20s
1: yes yes it shouldn't be the reason that takes away from everything that you've accomplished and are working towards
0: i think the biggest takeaway for me is that you know when i have my moments of freaking out it's nice to talk to people like christine who have more experience who's been through more because then it broadens my perspective i feel like you know whenever i talk to my other single friends my age like we start going in a downward spiral and our minds start frenzying you know knowing that things that need to happen will happen when they do and when it does it's not going to be like a significant switch it's just going to be like a nice addition i mean you're hearing it from two different perspectives one where i'm looking at it from like be confident in who I am first put me first seeing what the future has in store for me and then for me I've dated <laughs> many many types of guys been
1: through many different experiences and I've come to the same point where love yourself first treat yourself with the kindness and respect that you would want someone to treat you with and then when you're able to do that your heart opens up and has the capacity to accept love and to really love somebody else way to wrap it up. Well, we definitely want to hear what your thoughts are about being single. Are you guys in relationships? We've actually gotten quite a few emails recently about people who have been struggling in their relationships and asking for advice about that. And every time I read that, I'm always like, girl or guy, like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, I know exactly what you're talking about. Definitely feel free to email us at the perfectly imperfect podcast at gmail.com.
0: And don't forget to go to our iTunes page and leave a rating and a review. We love reading your feedback. I feel like it gives us so much inspiration and motivation to keep going and doing what we're doing because it's been eight months since we launched this podcast, and I think that every time we receive a message from you guys, or a note, or a comment, it just brightens up our day, and it fuels us, and keeps us going, and thank and it's thanks to people, and it's thanks to listeners like you. (laughs) Oh man, we haven't
1: recorded with the both of us just alone for a while, so we're like a little rusty. (laughs) We really are. (laughs) Oh, but it does feel nice to have a conversation with us, too.
0: Yeah, it does, it does. But next week, we'll have more exciting guests, so stay tuned for that. I like how I was like, oh, it's so nice to have a conversation with us, too. And you're like, yeah, but stay tuned for next week where we have a bunch of guests. Yeah, because, like, people are sick of hearing us talk. <laughs> um, uh. All right, so then we'll see you, <laughs>
1: we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye! Bye. Oh, my God, you're the worst. Best, best.